0: peace from god our father and our lord jesus christ from beautiful hotel candelaria in antigua guatemala my name is sean smith and on behalf of myself and my beautiful wife damarice hello welcome to now is the time it is my privilege to welcome to the mobile pro podcast booth here at exquisite hotel candelaria in antigua guatemala Stove Crew number two. Numero dos. I'm going to have the Stove Crew team introduce
1: themselves, starting with Grace.
2: Grace Lowe, Arlington, Virginia. i Quinn Lowe,
3: Arlington, Virginia.
4: Jennifer Lowe, Arlington, Virginia.
1: Daryl Darnell, Edmond, Oklahoma.
3: Addie Darnell, Edmond, Oklahoma.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls,
0: welcome to the podcast booth. It's so good to have you all here. You just finished your first uh, first day at... uh, uh, for, let's see, where were we? C- Cortes on los Niños, right? And San, San do you remember the name of the town?
5: Um
0: San Pedro Las, Fuertes. Fuertes. San Pedro Las yeah. Huertas. Very good, Addie. Yeah. yeah. And so you had a chance to meet uh Senua Lillian and her staff and the
5: people who worked on. The their houses. houses. And
0: you worked in some houses mm-hmm. today, you had some interesting food today. You delicious saw food. P- delicious food. You liked it, Quinn? Yeah, just, yeah. And we had uh presentation and did, it was a very full day today right yes. a lot of information to learn about the project mm-hmm. so tell me what was memorable for you guys today yeah go ahead Quinn
5: um I um uh, met Cody Hughes um today and yesterday um and he's been nice to me um this whole time um thanks Cody
0: so Cody Hughes is one of our other volunteers, actually from Michigan, actually from my hometown in Michigan, and I, I haven't seen Cody since he was about your size, Quinn, and uh, Cody's a little bigger now, isn't he? he? I think he just graduated from high school, yeah. state championship football player, yeah. and uh, he's kind of a big guy. Yeah, Grace?
2: Uh, I built my fu- first, or helped build my first stove today. And that was fun. And We got
0: to cook the hot dogs for the people there, living there. So why was it so fun for you? I know you were really, you guys were really excited yesterday when you arrived. And yeah, I think Quinn said. So when do we build stoves? Like when are we doing this thing? You know, and uh, is it because you guys have been ex- excited, anticipating it for so long, or was there something about the stove itself that I, was really what? that was really fun? Well, it.
2: Well, I just haven't. I haven't built the stove, and we were pretty we were pretty excited to do stuff like that and go kind out of had a
5: Guatemala, so that's probably why. Cool. Quinn? Cool. I was just excited to help other people out. Um, when I was at the airport, a um, kid came up to us and was just begging for money, and it just made me really sad to see him like that, and that's why I'm here, to help them out and everything.
0: Amen. So you couldn't really help that kid at the airport very yeah. well, but you were able to help this family today. Yeah. Did you see the, the I guess, the significance, the power of how a stove is going to change this yeah. family's life?
5: They're, um, they're really happy once it's completed. Um, they're not, um, like, they're not breathing in smoke anymore. Like, um, they st- they're still probably going to keep their other stove just in case it's, like, pouring down rain. Um. It was um. Pro- the hardest part was probably um. Digging the hole in the metal.
0: Oh, cutting the hole in yeah. the roof. Yeah, to is that was student. that you? Did you do that? No. Oh. Who was doing that? Your crew leader.
3: Um, we were with another crew.
1: Yeah, we. Were. Later did it. Yeah, Stuart did
3: that. We were with crew.
1: What it was, We
2: were
5: five? with Riley, five, five, four? yeah, yeah. Jean, Not we were, two. four, five, <laughs> <laughs> or crew <Not> two. <laughs> we were with five, I believe. I think, Kutu, I think that's what they mm. said. Yeah. And crew so. three was right next to us. Yeah,
4: we were lucky because we were learning today, and they were teaching us. Yeah. and we, um, we got to install a stove for a really sweet young family. So it was a um, a young husband and wife and their little six month old baby. Very chubby, <laughs> and they were just—they are just a really sweet, nice family.
0: Kind, mm-hmm. very kind. Very
4: happy to have us there.
5: Yeah. I was excited to just see the baby's look on his face when he was just like when he um, looked at me. It was just like, um, it was just like his eyes were like wide open. His um, mouth was like dropping in he was like
4: he was happy he to was see another sure, kid i think
5: right? yeah and then once he sold the stove he was really happy
0: did you all see what they were cooking on before the stove came in what they were cooking we on t- did
3: gas stove but they gas might have stove. had like another stove like it's, somewhere outside it's really tiny so i think yeah. the the
2: stove that we installed will be much nicer Fact,
0: yes. Yeah, so sometimes people wonder, you know, like, if they have a gas stove, why do they need this stove? It's it's gas, it's very
2: expensive. Yes, it
0: is. <laughs> you guys got it, exactly. Sometimes...
3: Do they use it during, like, the rainy season whenever they can't cook outside?
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, not necessarily. Usually, a gas stove may, you know, they may find it along the roadside. It may be donated to them by somebody. Uh, But the expensive part of a stove, a gas stove, is the the actual gas. And so even though they may have a gas stove, they may not be able to use it ever. Or only occasionally when they have maybe a little extra money, they can buy some gas and Um, use it. Or maybe for a special occasion like Christmas or something like that. Uh, But they probably aren't. Well, I guarantee they're not using it every day. Otherwise, we wouldn't need to install the wood-burning stove.
5: Yeah. Um, the problem no about um the woodboarding stove when we were doing it, the wood we had to like cook them hot dogs for the first meal on it, um the wood was wet, so you had to like cut out on the outside to um like get it to light. Luckily one of our um other um members in our crew Bradley. had a lighter. Yeah. Yeah, Riley had a lighter. Okay. He's, he's not in our yeah, group. he we had we a just knife. Mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah, yeah, he, he was yeah. part of the other group.
2: group. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: so today we were training with other teams to remember how the stoves go in. And, uh, and we only needed to do four stoves today. And so we wanted to group people up. So tomorrow you're going to do two stoves of your own. It'll yes. just be your crew. And that'll be an exciting time, too. Jennifer, you speak the language. You speak Spanish. Uh, what are some of the things that the family were saying? I know they're usually pretty shy and they're not real chatty, but uh, what were they saying uh, about the stove, about your presence there? They were just saying
4: that they're very grateful that we're here and they couldn't be more warm and welcoming and happy to see us. And it's, So, you know, they were just, they were interested in what we were doing. So they were, you know, in, in standing helpful. there, helpful, wanting to help us um, with our work and, you know, and then um, said a prayer with us over the stove once we were finished. And we're, you know, really thrilled that we um, came to visit with them. Um,
3: I got to talk to the mom a little bit. And um, she was just, like, talking to me about her baby. Mm-hmm. And the, the baby was so cute. I got a chance to talk to them before we left uh, to go to their house. I didn't know we were going to go to their house, but... Um, Hope and I were just, like, talking to the baby and talking to the mom. This and was at
0: the community center? Yeah, this was at oh, the okay. this was
3: at course. This. And uh, the, the baby was, like, young enough, and, like, you just put your finger up to it, and you'd like, hold your finger. It was so cute. Yeah. It, it was a lot of fun talking to them.
0: <laughs> so, Daryl Eddie, this is your second year. Yes. And you had an opportunity to hear... Lillian, do a presentation about Corazón de los Niños. Did you learn something new, something
1: different that you didn't know from last year? Definitely. I mean, some of, some of that is because they've added some new staff. They've been able to add new staff. They had a goal, I think, to add a social worker and was it the psychologist? Or who's the other worker they've added this year? Actually, I had two part-time teachers tutor, okay. tutors tutors te- okay.
0: tutoring yeah. teachers
1: <laughs> so they they've added some new programs for the community because of those positions and they've they've been able to impact families in a different you know they they try to be kind of a holistic um Solution to so they're they're talking about physical health and education, also psychological and social issues that may be going on within the family or the children, and it's not just the children that are enrolled in the in the school or the 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 program rather, but the entire family. Like the example that they always give is if the kid has a parasite, the entire family has a parasite, and treating the kid isn't going to solve the problem. So they're looking at what are the core problems of the entire family unit, which here in Guatemala is not just the mom and dad and the kids. It's often the aunts and uncles and grandparents too. And so, you know, they had a a goal last year to be able to add to their staff to be able to meet a larger need. And it's really cool to see them, you know, that vision come to life. Yeah, and they apply that
0: holistic approach to everything. So, you know, parasites is a physical right. issue, right? But it could be a domestic abuse situation that is impacting the entire family. That's why the kids are not getting good grades at school. And, and so they, you know, look at all these different areas, whether it's health or education or, uh, uh, you know, uh, job placement if there's um, so they you know will help the, uh, help them with skills like teaching them how to make the baskets that you see here that the ladies sell. Uh, so they, they're looking at everything not just from a physical perspective, but um, in, in all different ways that's going to help the family and especially the children succeed get out of help them get out of extreme poverty.
3: Um I just um one new thing from last year where we had all the donations last year they had um a new was it soy milk?
0: It's a soy milk factory. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like they had that whole they had that whole part um the inside part and like the little outside part just and there was like a new door and it, it looked pretty nice.
0: Yeah, we're going to do a tour of that. Uh, we're going to take you guys in smaller groups and, and we're going to share more about that. But it's an amazing project that they're going to be producing soy milk, which is a very high protein um, beverage that uh, w- really helps with malnutrition. And um, and they're also going to use it to sell, to sell and support... That way, and they also have a bakery, and they're going to be baking soy cookies and soy bread, which I had never had before. In fact, they're going, they're launching it. Uh, the first test is this Friday, so we're hoping mm-hmm. that we might be able to get a taste of some of this. But uh, yeah, it's it's an amazing, amazing project that uh, hopefully we'll be able to share more more later. But yeah, the the, the center looks very different, mm-hmm. and they yeah. they have invested a lot of time and energy into that.
5: Um. First of all, those cookies sound good. Um, <laughs> and um, um, back to how the mom was being really helpful, like um, when we were working um, to put in the stove. Right when we ran out of um, ash, she went over to her neighbor um, plus friend and got more ash um, like immediately. And it was um, really helpful what happened to help us complete the stove.
0: There's a very strong sense of community in, in these yeah. villages, isn't there? That, that was very, very obvious to you. That's yeah, great.
2: There is. I have a question about the soy thing, products. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are they doing these to, like, sell, or is it part of the organization itself?
0: It's a great question. So both, actually. So they're using it uh, for the families, And as you know, with each of the projects with the families, the families have to pay something. It may not be the full price, but they have to pay something for all of the gifts that they receive or the benefits they receive for the program. So the families will be able to purchase the soy milk for a very reduced price because they're members of of the organization. But then they will also sell it for full price to the public. So they'll be able to make a really good profit on that as well and earn money. So that, do you remember that word? It's kind of a big word we talked about a lot, autosustenible. Do you remember what that means? No. no, Autosustenible?
5: Self-sustaining.
0: Self-sustaining, yes. All the projects that they do are self-sustaining. So... They need to be able to, they, they can't cost them more than what they make, right? So uh, if um, if they are able to uh, sell something for more than what the price that it costs to make it, then they make a profit, and they put that back into the programs, and they're able to hire more staff or offer more programs to the families.
5: One reason why I really like this program is, is to help other people out, um, and it's... Um it's a no profit program. It's just for the sake of helping other people. It's not like, um, oh, I come to Guatemala help out people and I get fifty dollars. It's oh, I go come um, help um, help people out in Guatemala and I um, do something for the Lord.
1: Amen, Quinn. <laughs> Wind and Grace have been really impressive today. If I could just take a minute as a crew leader and brag on my team. Please do. You know, first first day in Guatemala, full day, and first time setting up a stove, first time at a home in Guatemala. These two didn't bat an eye. Like, we got there, and they got right to work. They wanted to know what they could do. They weren't intimidated by anything. They weren't intimidated by the homeowners or the – the language barrier and Jennifer of course with her Spanish you know was much relief to me because I my Spanish is very very poor very very uh, poor. and that was that was the <laughs> yeah. biggest pressure on me was like you know I, I, my my communic- even I was trying to get Karen's name and it was just not I couldn't understand what she was saying and Jennifer came around oh it's Karen I'm like oh, how did I miss it I couldn't I couldn't understand it but this team I've got is just amazing and these two kids are, are just they're going to be team leaders if they keep doing this for too long because they've got a great heart Quinn was talking to me afterwards uh, we were kind of in their in their home kind of tucking the bag putting everything in the bag and he was talking about how much he enjoyed being able to minister to this family and that's what he was here for is to really make a difference and, and give himself away to these families so pretty good team yeah, uh, Daryl just glanced over
0: to mom, giving her a uh, uh, way to go mom glance. And I, I got to say, uh, Jennifer, we're, we too are really impressed with uh, Grace and Quinn. And their, they get why we're here. And often, someone, their age, how old are you guys?
5: 10. We're
0: ten. 10. Yeah, often 10 year olds don't have that. Depth of an understanding, and obviously, you had a big part in that. I'm curious, um, Jennifer, what were your hopes when when you were planning to come? What were your hopes uh, for to share with your children and, and for you yourself, your family, uh, when you were planning to come here to Guatemala?
4: Yeah, I think that um, you know it was, it was Gwen articulated it probably better than I even could because you know it was really to um, open Glad. their up open their eyes to what the world outside of Arlington, Virginia looks like and um, find a way to help other people since we are so fortunate and be surrounded by such a supportive um, group and such a, a wonderful organization that, um, you know, we've really felt comfortable and safe being a part of. So, um, and we were welcomed into. So we, we are very fortunate. We've got a great crew. Um, it's been just a wonderful first Day, everybody's been so friendly and welcoming, and we've already ha- met a lot of new people and are having you know a great time as part of this part of this family. So um, you know we've we've even on our first day I can tell we've already accomplished a lot, and I think mm-hmm. the kids are going to take home um, some learnings and understanding of the outside world from their own environment, and you know that's what I'm hopeful for, and we'll make make some new friends. So.
0: It is. It's different from Arlington, isn't it? I've been to your town. I've, it is very I've, different. I've sung in your town before. And uh, you know, what's, what's, what are some of the things that are different about it?
2: Um, it's a lot more poor here, for one thing. And they, well, they have different cultures. And our city, our city thing is, or town, is big. And it's right next to a big it's right next to D.C., which has a bunch of cars and stuff. And here, you can just see a bunch of motorcycles and a few buses and cars, but it's not much. And we don't have as many stray animals. Right. Everywhere you look, there's a dog just sitting there.
0: So how do you know? Like you said, they're obviously more poor. What? What indicates to you like how, how do you know they're poor what what makes you say they're more well, poor you're right I'm just we're wondering. here
2: to help them for one thing mm-hmm. if they weren't as like that then we would have then we probably probably, probably wouldn't need, need we probably help. would be in some other country trying to help there mm-hmm. and their houses are a lot smaller than ours and we're making we're putting concrete in for them they' have dirt floors and then well, we're making stoves for them,
0: too. So. Yeah, so they do not even have a stove to, to cook on. Um, Quinn.
5: So when I first got here, um, my dad couldn't come. He had a lot of work to do this week. My brother's too young. He's only seven. You have to be eight. Um, And I um got really homesick um, that he wasn't here. So my dad wasn't here. Same with my brother. And... Uh, after seeing the smile on the people's faces, once we helped them out, it just wiped away all my homesickness and I just felt really happy. Hmm. Um, Bees, um, it, it changed their lives that they can now um, have a stove that's working very well. Um, and adding on to what Grace said, but they don't have, they have dirt floors. They are constantly getting sick. because there's parasites. In um, the dirt, which will become um, sick, and the person St- actually eats before them, which I learned from Sean.
0: <laughs> you were listening last night. You were really tired after a I mean, long day, and you were listening it to makes the train. them super
2: skinny, so. Yeah. And most people, it's not just one person in the family, it's like all the families mm-hmm. just have it because of the dirt floors, so that's one reason why we're putting in concrete.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one reason. So that's why you guys decided to come first time, and I, it's obvious that uh, you guys you guys get it. I'm curious why the Darnell family decided to return. We're happy that you did, but uh, I'm I'm always curious um, why people return to Guatemala to help us.
3: So last year, um, I made a few friends, like people who live here and people who just like are volunteers, like we are, and so it was kind of to see them again and i just really enjoyed like well the, the scenery around here is beautiful with all the mountains and stuff like in emin oklahoma we don't have that stuff we just have um buildings pretty much just, just buildings um sometimes some grass maybe uh, <laughs> and um but i really liked helping the people out um I went to Chicago a few years ago and there were homeless people living on the streets and you know how in hotels they'll give you like little shampoos and conditioners and like lotions. Mm-hmm. So at the end of our trip I decided to take those with me whenever we went out and I gave those away and that felt really good but I felt like I could do more so now I actually have like I can do more so I'm actually helping out these families and not just like a tiny little bottle
5: of something
2: mm-hmm. full, full stacks of clothes mm-hmm.
5: yeah huge um, huge um, everyone who came really committed to coming They, um, everyone bought like a whole entire suitcase full of clothes um, yeah.
0: collected donations yeah. to bring down uh, on the mission yeah they did did you guys do that too
2: we yeah. brought
0: like we brought five, five bags
2: suitcases
5: full of clothes. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Um, and games
0: and stuff for them. Yeah. Carol, mm. I'd like to hear your perspective of why you felt called to return to Guatemala and bring your daughter again.
1: Well, for me, it's it's just a it's a character trait that I want to maintain in myself, and I want to pass on to my kids, and that is to have a giving heart. And you have provided a great outlet for us to be able to come down, bring our families, feel safe, see the impact that we're doing. You know, again, my, my first uh, inclination last year, which I guess was in the fall of 2016 when you first approached me, was to send you money. And you said, I'd rather have your presence than your money or something to that effect. And I was like, you know, but then I have to go down there and take time off of work, and I'm trying to build my business. You know, we all have all these excuses. And I just said, you know what? No pun intended, but now is the time. And I've wanted to do a mission trip all my life and never had. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, okay, let's let's commit to that. And that was last year, and we went last year. You asked, why did we come back? And it was just like this wasn't a one-time thing. You don't, you don't do it one time, and, and that's it. I mean, sure, you can. There's nothing wrong with that. But for me, it's, like I said, it's, a, it's an attitude that I want to, you know, keep within myself and teach my children to, to keep perspective, not only on how much we have back home, that, that's self-serving, but to remember that there's always something that we can give and to never lose sight of that. So, so yeah, I mean, we love the Guatemalan people. They have, you know, the, the kids, Grace and Quinn have talked about how little the Guatemalan people have and how poor they are, and they're not wrong. They're the nicest people you ever meet. They all have smiles on their face and they all say hello. And it's just a wonderful country. So why not come back? I mean, there's nothing, no reason not to come back. Mm-hmm.
5: There's nothing not to like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and the food is awesome. Quinn mentioned that too. Oh, yeah,
5: it is really good. And Do you it,
1: like the food, Especially
5: or? here. I see yeah. a, um, a lot of, so far, a lot of chicken. I like the dessert chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> making
0: the food, we'll be eating soon. <laughs> yes, you will be eating soon. So we should uh, we should wrap this up. But I wanted to ask you if you have any final thoughts for those who might be listening, either um, to your family or friends, maybe a shout-out to somebody who helped you get here, or maybe just an opportunity to say thanks, or um, maybe a word or two for someone who may be considering coming sometime in the future. and? Eh?
3: I feel like it's a lot easier to be arrogant whenever you're, like, enclosed in, like, a little bubble called the United States and you don't see how other people live and, like, what it's really like for them. Like, going into the homes of these people, you get a sense of, like, what they have and how they live their life. So it's... It really puts it into perspective, because, I mean, in the U.S., I mean, yeah, you know about poverty, you know it's out there, and you see, like, pictures and stuff, but you're just... I mean, if you're like me, you're like, okay, yeah, that happens, but it can't be everywhere. I mean, there's this, and I'm going to this nice school with nice people, and I have a nice house, and then... You actually come here and you realize it's reality for these people, and they can't get out of it. So I'm glad I get to help them.
0: That's it's not a movie.
3: Yeah.
0: You know, it, a lot of people say when they first come here, it seems like they're in a movie. Like this, this is this is unreal. It's a little surreal because they've not lived in anything like this. And once you do, it's it becomes a part of you. I think. Yeah. To actually experience something, not just. Watch
2: it. Well, to my dad and my brother, we're having a good time here, and that you and you guys should definitely come soon. And to everyone else who's considering it, it's really great, and it's good to help other people. So I definitely think people should tr- come or at least donate to
5: the cause.
0: Thanks, Grace.
5: I'm gonna try everything in my power to come next year. Um, I might not be able to come because of camps and everything, but I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna try my best to come. Because I just love seeing all the people here, um, and um, the reason why I could tell they're a, a, this is a poor country is because when I go, when I walked up to the house, their door, um, the gate to go in, was all metal. Their roof was all metal. They. The door was- yeah, the door was a curtain. Um,
0: a curtain. Yeah, it was no. just a
5: curtain that they pulled back, mm-hmm. so anything could walk in there.
3: They had yeah. a door. They did. Yeah, they had a door that had like a little lock on it. Like what you guys saw today was definitely one of the nicer houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it was
2: actually pretty yeah, nice. Had a, the one
1: we were in today was nicer than anything I saw concrete? Last
3: Yeah, year. it had concrete floors, concrete walls. It was painted on the outside. Yeah. They had some. They had a nice. Got yeah, it was a nice had, uh,
0: but, but, neighbor, too. But many homes do only have a curtain, especially yeah. in mm-hmm. inside yes. rooms, like a bedroom, it may only have a curtain. So uh, it's really yeah. easy
2: for things to just walk in. Like I was talking about dogs, they just can walk in and take the dinner right off the table.
0: Yeah, they can. The good thing
2: about or, the
5: house that we helped, the dogs can't walk in because there's a door, there's metal, that's just <laughs> sitting right there, um, and... I don't think the dogs would be able to push open the door and get in there. But this is what um, why some people here don't really like the dogs. is because the dogs can literally get up like Sean told me. And they can go inside their house and take the food.
4: Yeah, they can. they're wild, right? The dogs
5: here are yeah. wild. Yeah. Except for
3: our family. Like, have a pet dog that was yeah. 6 years old I asked them. I think they said six. Five or six. I don't
2: remember.
0: Yeah, there are some pet dogs. But there's a lot of Loose dogs, stray dogs. Or they're not exactly well, liked. No. Jennifer, no. any final thoughts or words?
4: Um, we'll just give a shout out to George and Zane. We miss you and love you, and yes, think that we you do. would think that you would love it here. Um, and to uh, Grandma and Grandpa, who are the ultimate examples of living with a servant's heart. Definitely. And um, sure. You know, have been extremely supportive in us doing this trip, and have. Um,
5: Especially Grandma.
4: Yeah, and so they're a wonderful example to us, and a lot of the reason why the Quinn and Grace understand the importance of doing um, uh, work like this. So, shout out to all of them, and um, we hope that more are with us next year. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) I love that. I love that. The reason I was laughing, Quinn, when you said, you know, I'm going to do my best to come next year, because... It, this is day one like this is had <laughs> one, one yeah. day and you're already planning to come back next year that just that always makes Don Maurice and I laugh because uh I mean it warms our heart that you feel that comfortable and that you feel the importance of the mission but but uh it's it's only the first day, and so we we're we're really excited to see what happens so, for, I, for the next. Seven so days.
2: all the more reason to start booking the flights if we already yeah. like it on the first.
0: Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's right. We should like have a computer right here and uh, let's get the. <laughs> get in the yeah. um,
5: now. <laughs> so um, by the uh, by the time I hope when I'm fifteen, um, I bet this place will develop a lot because this t- um wasn't last week. Wasn't there around thirty people? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, last week yeah, we
0: had around thirty. This
5: this week there's like forty two around that. Yeah. thirty nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like all like yeah. 40, so there's forty. Mm-hmm. So there's um a lot more people coming. Um and it's so helpful for everyone else to come because um these people, um they um they're always really kind when you um see them, they're always really kind. They always say hello and they're just really nice to anyone who comes to help.
1: Final thoughts? Anyone else? <coughs> Excuse me. I'll give a shout out to Carrie and Call Me Back Home. And I uh, invited my, my work team to listen to the podcast this week. So if you're one of those people and you're listening, thanks. And thanks for taking care of shop so I can come to Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 and it's
4: beautiful somebody mentioned that but it's yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. gorgeous yeah. surrounded by um the uh, hills volcanoes. and hills and mountains and volcanoes and the clouds and even just really a gorgeous gorgeous place
5: especially when you see the lava dripping during night it's yeah, just we're it definitely like, gonna like gonna that tonight <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: Well, we thank all of those that sent you and made it possible for you to be here. We could not be here and doing what we do without you. And so for all those that can hear my voice and who were supporting this incredible team sitting around the table here today, thank you so much. We are so blessed to have them here, and those that we are serving are so blessed to have them in their homes loving them and serving them in a very, very powerful way. And I want to thank all of you sitting around this table. Uh, We are truly humbled and honored to serve with you side by side uh, to help our brothers and sisters in Christ here in Guatemala. So thank you again for your service to our Lord and to his children here in Guatemala. And thanks for sharing your stories on the podcast. So that's all the time we have for now from Antigua, Guatemala. If you'd like more information about our mission, team photos, audio podcasts, blog posts, or even YouTube videos, visit our mission website at nowisthetimeformissions.com. That's nowisthetimeformissions.com. And until next time, this is Sean Smith saying Dios te bendigo. May God bless you. Vaya con Dios. Go with God. Pero no inmediatamente.